On this week's episode, we pull our comments out of our pocket and talk about The Room and The Disaster Artist. Is Tommy Wiseau man, alien, or vampire? Where does all his money come from? And, well, so anyway, how's your sex life? No comment. You sure? Yeah. Nah, they'll find out soon enough. They're listening to 24 flames per second. Everybody, welcome to another episode of 24 Flames Per Second. The podcast that was the film we love most. That was my best yeah, time we so I could good. do. And that's the last time I'm going to do yeah, it. That was not good. Um, all right, everybody, as you maybe have guessed, uh, we're doing this week on the show, we are talking about 2003 The Room and uh, by proxy 2017's the disaster artist and uh we buddied these up together because they just they just they just go together they're like um uh denny and lisa and johnny sure uh (laughs) yeah and also you know um i think this is the first time we've done like a double header like this yeah yeah it is uh, um yeah, we'll see. Yeah. How, we'll hey, see how it goes. Hey, introduce me, dude. You know, it's a new year and new exciting opportunities. And uh, to my left, as always, the Mark to my Tommy, Johnny. Johnny? Yeah. The Greg to my Tommy, the Mark to my Johnny. Yeah. Will Paulson. How's it going, Robert? Oh, hi, Will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? I'm I'm good. How are you? I've been good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was at the grocery store today and I saw a girl that I had matched on Tinder with like okay. months ago. Sparks. Uh, well, no. Well, for one, I didn't go up and talk to her. It was like you know oh. how you know how these things happen. Like we actually had a date on the books, yeah. and then you know day of I did the check in text and you know crickets. Yikes! And then never heard from her again. I don't, so I have no idea. I thought she died. But uh, <laughs> the but, logical uh, conclusion, yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. But uh, no, she yeah, I did. saw her at the grocery store. I don't think she recognized you me. Have but it like you like thought she died. Go, oh my god, you're well, alive! I should have. <laughs> Damn, I just never heard from you again. But yeah, I feared the worst. It was a weird. It was, and then I was like, and then I was like overcompensating, trying not to like bump into her. You know you what just I mean? Kept every aisle, every yeah, section. Which I should have just left and come back later. And then you both <laughs> reached like, for the same apple and right. touched hands. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. So that was a weird thing that happened today. But uh, pull the cereal box off the shelf, and then she was right through the other side. <laughs> I think that's mostly libraries. That's how aisles work. That's how grocery aisles work. Why do you go a place I can't follow? Yeah. <laughs> um. But but yeah, Will, uh, did you watch either of the movies this week? No, I did not. No, I did not. Wow. I have never, I've never seen the room all the way through. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the highlight reel. You're missing out. Um, I mean, I'm good. No, you're not. And uh, <laughs> and then Disaster Artist, yeah, just came out. I didn't get a chance to see it before, it. but yeah. I'm excited to. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm fairly versed in the history of of the room, but uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I hear nothing but high praise. En- for enough that. for the average person to know about. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Um, great. Uh, I think uh, we're gonna see this is a double header. Let's go ahead and we'll get everybody in on the action. Uh, they've been talking anyways, but um, roasting the movie this week, we have Brian Taves. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, how are you? Great. Great. Um, we have Riley Scott. <laughs> Hi. Anyway, how's your sex life? Oh, it's, it's Jesus! Tip top. <laughs> this is gonna be a running gag. <laughs> this is the whole podcast. If someone hasn't and seen the room, they should be like, "What the." F- yeah. <laughs> Why are you listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and on the defense this week, Ian Coleman. I'm going to take the high ground, and I'm not going to say, oh, hi, Robert. I'm going to say, oh, hi, Robert. How you doing? Great. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. How, are, how are you? I'm doing great, Robert. Yeah. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm going to talk completely normal, and I'm not going to break <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to resist the temptation to do the accent. It's not going to happen even once this entire That's recording. Fine. Yeah, we'll see about That's that. That's bullshit. Yeah, Don't even know. say it. Well, oh, <laughs> no, you're, oh, you're just baiting me there. We'll That's have a, a line from the movie. We'll have a get your get your kicks out near the end, maybe, where we all can say our favorite yeah, we'll see Johnny line or something. It's just going to slip up. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, this is going on my demo reel. I've got a timer going. <laughs> we'll see how long it goes. Um, okay, so... Um, 
I just want to jump right into it, Ian, and with movie in a minute, um, where you will give us the entire plot synopsis of the room, uh, spoilers and all. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you feel ready for this task? Yes, I do. Okay, great. I think it's going to take about me. ten seconds. Your voice is like too normal now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm resisting the temptation aggressively. Okay. <laughs> Great. Okay, um, so I'll give you a count of three, and then you're off, all right? You've done this before. Yep. All right. All right. Great. Three, two, one, go. All right, so there's this very successful man named Johnny. Um, he People love him. He has a beautiful future wife named Lisa and uh, lots of friends. And um, he is engaged to be married in a month, but... His future wife decides to cheat on him with a man named Mark, who, as we will be reminded several times, is his best friend. And then, um, yeah, Lisa claims that uh, Johnny hit her and tells people that. And then uh, Johnny finds out that Lisa is sleeping with Mark, and then he kills himself. Great. Which gets to the... those, Those are the bare essentials of the plot. I mean, the only thing we really missed was the birthday party. Yeah, well, <laughs> at, at, at the birthday that's party, at the birthday party it's, it's, yeah. it spills that Lisa's sleeping with Mark, and then Johnny finds out about it and goes on a rampage and destroys things and then shoots himself <laughs> after masturbating to a dress or, like, with a dress. Um, yeah. Wait, what? He just got, well, he just kind of rubs it all And you're out of time, but you yeah. did it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Fastest yeah, movie in a minute. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty bare bones a... plot. The, the, the real, like... The real charm is in the small moments. <laughs> right. We have to come up with a thing for when people successfully do movie in a minute. Because oh. right now the clicker is just going to go all the way and then ring. And then, just, and then yeah. we're just going to sit through it. And but then talk about it. We'll, we'll have a brainstorming yeah. sesh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be, uh, we'll have to dust that sound effect off or yeah. whatever. We, <laughs> maybe we'll get like a duck We should call get something else. <laughs> yeah. Or like a, like a, like a, like a uh, triumphant like trumpet thing. I'll find okay. something. Ta-da. Yeah, I'll, whatever I use, I'll insert it right here, and then that's where it's going. <laughs> okay, <be>. great, <laughs> good. Okay, um, so yeah, that's the plot of the movie. There's an affair, and then he kills himself. Um, I, I really liked. I really liked how you mostly referred to Lisa as Johnny's future wife. <laughs> I mean, I gotta use the terminology for yeah. the movie. <laughs> the nomenclature. Um, okay, great. Um, so, Ian. The stage is yours to tell us why you like The Room. Well, um, The Room is a unique experience. You will never see another movie like it. It is a naked glimpse into the (laughs) warped... Fuck the, you. (laughs) Yes, it is a very naked glimpse. It is a four times... Naked glimpse. Oh, um, but yeah, it is a naked glimpse into the um, very unique and some might say warped psychology of its uh, its writer, producer, director, star, Tommy Wiseau. Um, <laughs> this movie is his brainchild and it is just a... So the, the movie is his brainchild and it is like a direct window into his brain and the way that he sees the world. And it's like watching... An alien's interpretation of what they think human beings must be like from watching yeah. soap operas. Like, let's just imagine that like aliens picked up like soap opera transmissions and they like formed a thesis of like what human behavior is like, and they decided to make a movie based off that. And that's pretty much this. But it is so uniformly and distinctly strange. <laughs> and to the degree that every line, every moment, every shot, every single aspect of its production has something wrong with it but it is so consistent in its strangeness that it becomes like stepping into an alternate reality and i can think of very few movies that give me that kind of experience Mm -hmm. so you know i mean you know i you would say that this is not a very well-made movie um it does not execute the facets of film production very competently but at the same time, it is so entertaining to watch that it's enjoyable. And if a movie is enjoyable, I like it. And if I like it, therefore it's good. So therefore it's a good movie. Okay. I love so bad it's good. It's a good movie. All right. Um, I think that, so kind of, I think the way to tackle this episode as we've talked about, I think we'll just kind of to be, to talk about like all those kind of 
extracurricular things that go with the room. Um, and so, so I think that where we want to start is kind of, let's just talk about Tommy. And he's a interesting guy. All-American guy. All-American guy. <laughs> I did it. Fuck it. Oh, All-American guy. Um, so, I mean, uh, it, Roasters, if you want to start with... Oh, yes. Yes. Maybe... <clears throat> Now, Tommy, let's discuss the term Mary Sue. It's been misused and thrown around a lot in unusual contexts. Oh, Ray's a Mary Sue because she hasn't reached level 12 yet, but how come she can use forced tele- telekinesis? That's not what a Mary Sue is. <laughs> Mary Sue is not an overpowered character. A Mary Sue is a character with whom the entire everything revolves around their life. Every single person either loves them or is a villain, mm. and it, it only exists to glorify certain aspects of the author's psyche. Mm-hmm. Tommy Wiseau's Johnny is the <laughs> primest example of a Mary Sue. All people can say is stuff relating to him about how amazing he is, how good he is for Lisa, but Lisa don't appreciate him because she is villain, and how Mark, his best friend, is swayed off from liking Johnny to the dark side. Uh, he is... A terribly written Mary Sue. He's a self-insert power fantasy in the most mm-hmm. bafflingly boring way possible. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm sick. I'll stick with it. I actually never heard that term before, Mary Sue. Really? Yeah. I've, really? It, it originally it started before. as a uh, fan noticed. fiction term, so I guess I you don't know. read a lot of fan fiction. But literally it zero. Started <laughs> with um, <laughs> Star Trek fan fiction in the early days of the internet, ah. and it was a there was a parody fiction called Mary, uh, like Ensign Mary Sue, and oh. she uh, had the intelligent the, the the original definition is the smarts of Spock, the wit of Kirk, oh, uh, the emotions okay. of Bones, and all three are sleeping with her. That's uh-huh. Mary Sue. <laughs> Got it. But yeah, no. Tommy Wiseau <laughs> is a self-insert power fantasy. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, Johnny, 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 Tommy, Johnny. They're the, well, same, they're the person. same person. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, any thoughts, Ian? Well, to, uh, to start with that <laughs> argument, um, for a male character, the proper term is Gary Stew. Um, so you got that wrong there right your entire argument is therefore invalid Uh, anyway next Um, question anyway (laughs) but he's so giving he gives so much to the people in his life he pays denny's rent so yeah yeah so so yeah denny is this uh i guess he's in college um he's this college kid who lives in their complex and johnny is paying for his apartment he provides for lisa um he is very successful and I mean I would say that he's earned those friendships it's not like he just sits around like you know Lisa who just sits around on the couch and complains about how like, what a him. terrible person Johnny is yeah what? without like she just sits on the couch what does uh, Johnny's profession does it say he, he works at a bank. Uh, he yeah. works at a bank. That's, that's about okay, it. Okay, pretty nice. General They use my ideas and get successful and I am the fool it's set in LA right <laughs> Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, San Francisco yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They constantly show us the Golden Gate Bridge whenever yeah. there's a scene transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I think that. Um, how, how about the rest of yeah? So the so you yeah introducing Denny. What other what other characters do we have? We've got uh, Peter. What's his name? Peter. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> nerd. He's a, yeah. yeah, he's a psychologist. Yeah, he's a psychologist nerd. that that had to be switched out with an entirely separate character midway through production. Because, actor, you mean? Uh, sorry, yeah. actor and character. Oh, uh, his character changes too. <laughs> uh, it changes to a character that suspiciously acts a lot like Peter. Uh, uh-huh. And the reason for it is he got a concussion on the set. Okay. You can actually see after he hits his head. There's a in one of the scenes in the background. He's like blinking and staring at his hands and stuff. Oh, shit. actually, he was he was scheduled to leave like. You know, they weren't able to film all the scenes he was scheduled for before they lost him and he had to go do another movie. And so instead of like working, instead of like as most productions would do, they would like adjust the production schedule to work around his availability. They just didn't do that and therefore they lost him and like couldn't use him in those later scenes. Interesting. Yeah. The best part is his last line is, all right, I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he no longer appears again in the movie. Wow. Well, uh, we we kind of started, but let's just talk about the the Tommy Wiseau mm. 
the person. Oh, uh, okay. You know, uh, Riley, you said you had. There's a few origin stories. Can you can you run through them? Oh yeah. So the three most popular theories are one: he is an alien that has come down to Earth sure. and is attempting <laughs> to interact with people, and his mysterious bottomless bank account with which he funded the movie is based on rare uh, minerals and metals and jewels that he brought with him from his home planet. Yeah. Um, the second plausible theory is that he is a several hundred year old vampire, okay. and most of the cultural disparities are during his time an aristocrat having a strange relationship with a young boy was not weird and so denny makes perfect sense it's just oh like, i see he's, okay. a, he's a ward he's <laughs> a young ward that is he's an odd a, odd yeah. part of the movie. and also that leading credence to that is that this is a real real fact tommy was so wanted a flying vampire car in the original draft of the movie <laughs> and what does the, that mean i don't know <laughs> it, was, it was just an idea that like he spat out yeah. like while he was right yeah he was script. saying like i want the car to be on the roof why, why would it be on the roof i don't know fly maybe it's vampire like, like wow. that's a thing that actually got said so maybe and then the third one is that he is the offspring of polish immigrants who came to france and then he moved from france to new orleans where he decided to adopt an all-American way of life, which is why he eats a entire roast turkey every day of November for Thanksgiving. Oh no, he does not. Yes, he does. What? It's, it's in the Disaster Artist book. I don't know if it's in the movie. Oh my um, god! It's not in the movie. Jesus. He, no, the reason that he avoids so fucking like, tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that he explicitly says, like, "This is my future wife." Um, he is angry whenever you speak French around him, and oh. he goes out of oh, his he way. He doesn't want to say fiance. He doesn't want to say fiance. He oh, says future wow. wife. Um, <laughs> And he just goes out of his way to be as American as possible now that he's not in France. Mm -hmm. uh, but hmm. the reason for his accent is if you listen to people who are from Poland, their accent kind of sounds a little like Tommy. Uh, uh, and that's because Tommy's got that filtered through France, through Poland, sure. through yeah. New Orleans. And he's got this kind of weird, you know, amalgamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Interesting. And, and that's the but most, no one really knows for sure. Right? No one knows for sure that that last yeah. one was speculation based on digging into immigration records in yeah. New Orleans. But and, I mean, probably the least likely of the three that you offered up. Yeah, it says something when the vampire <laughs> one is actually the most likely explanation. You're right. It just Jeez. makes everything make sense. Like the acting is just from an era of theater acting that wouldn't hold up in today's film his, society. His vague age. His, yes. Yeah. How old is he? Just, I mean, he's supposed to be like 60. Um, and re oh. like according to him, like now. Yeah, like now. Okay. Like so, it means he would have been. Like uh, ninety two, I was about fifteen, twenty, shit, twenty five years ago, is what when the when the movie came out? No, twenty five <laughs> years ago, two thousand three, two thousand three. Oh shit, I thought it was ninety three. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I can't believe this movie came out in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. Every time I hear that, I thought it came out in the nineties for like ever. <laughs> it does have that aesthetic. It that looks weird. like yeah. Look. yeah. It it does have speaking that look. of that look, what about? the the production of the movie well i the the thing i always hear about the room is that um it was shot on both like film and digital and digital <laughs> didn't they, they had, i heard they had to make a special camera to do that no they, they just, just had shot two, two they just had two yeah. side by side and he bought so the every all times so they just have slightly different angles yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my um, god and so, framing is slightly it was what well, slightly off in pretty much all the scenes but, yeah uh, yeah he bought the cameras so he didn't rent them like most people he he bought oh my HD god camera. yeah that's yeah, how much yeah. money he has. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> bought everything apparently. Maybe, but. maybe like both of his parents died or something, and he got a huge life insurance. Maybe he's a prince. Thing. Yeah, that's that's that that's part maybe of. Maybe he's a Polish guys. prince. Blood money. Well, I guess I guess like <laughs> he did own some kind of like probably bootleg clothing business. Jeez. That's what he claims. He claims that it was uh, selling bootleg clothing and bird figurines. <laughs> well, 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 like the, the the bird figurines are actually like I don't know if that's what got him all that money but that there, those were two enterprises that he did pursue was yeah. he he did like sell bird figurines and yo-yos the and then fuck? later on he moved uh, <laughs> selling like bootleg clothing to Korea so and then we can't really Whoa. talk about Tommy in this movie without talking about Greg Sestero right yeah, yeah. so that like what man. what uh, fill me in on because I don't really know much it's about the actor Greg plays Sestero. Mark right yeah um, and oh, yeah yeah and yeah. He, he kind of had a hand in in making this yeah movie, well he was right? he was the line producer on the movie and he played mark he was um so like he and tommy moved on to la to together to pursue acting careers how did they meet hmm? how did they meet they met at an acting class um yeah <laughs> I, I, funny enough uh but yeah so they, they they met at an acting class and uh 
you know, Tommy uh, kind of captured his attention by performing a scene from Streetcar Named Desire, which, you know, pretty much all he performed to that was just saying, Stella! Stella! <laughs> over and over again. And you did so, the voice. You know, Greg is... Greg is... <laughs> all right. You did the attracted voice. Attracted to the fearlessness, yeah. and they become friends. And, you know, they decide to move in together, and then... Uh, all right, I'm going to put the pause on you okay, right now. Okay, okay. And what I'm going to have you do is a second movie in a minute for the disaster artist. Oh, shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, okay. Because you are explaining the plot of the disaster I artist. I guess I am now. now. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll give you three count. Whole plot of the movie, spoilers and all. Okay. Um, okay, three, done two... One, go. So, Greg Sestero is an aspiring actor living in San Francisco who is too scared and nervous to like fully commit to his dream. Uh, but when he encounters a mysterious, long, black-haired fellow <laughs> thespian in his acting name class named Tommy, he is attracted to his fearlessness and decides to pursue a friendship with him. Um, God, so, dude. the two decide to move down to L.A. together to pursue acting careers. And while... Greg is able to procure an agent. Tommy is unable to um, attract the attention that he needs to because of his strange appearance and accent and affectation. Um, whereas, like, Greg's acting career doesn't really take off, and neither does Tommy's. So they decide together to make a movie and show those haters what's up. So they <laughs> uh, make this movie The Room, which is uh, Tommy's... Um, very personal vision, and and you're out of time. Oh shit! Oh. I didn't quite get this one. Um, drop my drop my phone in the middle of that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so yeah. So we're up to them deciding to make the movie, um, which is going to be completely bankrolled by Tommy's mysterious fortune, and uh, they Tommy writes the movie, um, and Greg starts dating this bartender. Um, and so they go into production on the movie and they have bought all the equipment lights and everything. apparently the movie makes it seem like, like they walk into this rental house and there's like, we should probably buy everything. Right. And Jason Manzoukas and, um, Hannibal Burris, and Hannibal Burris play the, the uh-huh. rental guys. And they're just like, nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, they, uh, as far as we know, buy all the film equipment <laughs> to make the movie. Oh um, and then production starts, and it's you know the you pull them out of a hat. It's all your favorite scenes from the room. Right. That is as the production goes. Um, and by happenstance, there's a, a day during production where Greg and um his bartender girlfriend, I forget her name, Amber. Amber. Uh, they run into Brian Cranston in a cafe in L.A. And, and who's Brian Cranston? He's uh, Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. In the middle. Oh, I know, I know. Who, wait, like the actual Brian Cranston? Yeah. Oh yeah, shit! Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the room. He's, he's the one. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. He's in he's the, in the, the room. He plays himself. Okay. <laughs> that also himself. didn't happen in real life, by the way. That oh really? Was that was made up for the movie. That wasn't in the book. Oh shit! It was completely made up for the movie. It must have been to just like show that maybe Greg was getting other acting gigs yeah, that he couldn't was, take because of the production of The Room. It was a, yeah, they just... Anyways, in the movie, uh, Hal offers him, like, this random walk-on role as a lumberjack because Greg has his beard and... Um, oh. Or Brian Cranston, I call Brian him Cran- Hal. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was directing an episode of Malcolm in the Middle and... Gotcha, gotcha, needed, gotcha. They need a lumberjack, whatever. Um, and so... Greg goes and asks Tommy if they can rearrange production to accommodate that and Tommy's like absolutely not and Greg chooses to stay doing the room Um, and then there's the scene where Greg walks in clean shaven Mm -hmm. um, and like it was to re to move the day where he had to shave so he could do this lumberjack role in in the disaster artist and Tommy's like no and Greg chooses the room over that Uh and his girlfriend is like, I can't believe you or whatever. Right. So there's that. And then he moves in with her and Tommy takes it as this big, like personal betrayal mm-hmm. of him got kind of and starts to be image. like a total shithead on the set of the room. Um, and eventually it wraps. Then they go to shoot. Um, oh, and Tommy's been at odds with production people the whole time. Like um, the scripty, a script supervisor who's played by Seth Rogen. Right, right. They go are at odds with each other. Paul Shear plays the director of photography and they get in like shouting matches in the movie. Um, 
And eventually he fires both of them and they hi- he hires a whole new crew to go shoot the things they need in San Francisco, the exteriors and the flower shop thing. Um, and uh, on that trip, Greg and Tommy have this big falling out uh-huh. and Greg goes and just like it flashes forward like eight months later or something like that. Um, and Greg is just still in LA and doing his own thing. And he's left production of he's the yeah room. the room they had pretty much wrapped or whatever, oh, okay like um, and he is coming out of a movie he's coming out of a movie or something a play a play oh a play he was in a play that's death right death of a salesman yeah death of a salesman and <laughs> haven't heard of it yeah and Tommy <laughs> and Tommy's like out there waiting for him because uh, he hadn't heard it, gotten an RSVP from Greg for the premiere of the room like Greg. Got a thing in the mail from Tommy to RSVP to the premiere, and they sees the billboard, and then Tommy's there, and tries and convinces him to come to the movie premiere, and uh-huh. they and they go, and everyone's there, and they watch the movie, and everyone's laughing at it because it's, it's fucking bad, room. and yeah. um, and Tommy like storms out, and Greg goes out and like convinces him that like, uh, even though they're laughing at it, like you brought them that happiness or whatever, mm-hmm. and so Tommy leans into it and they celebrate it and then the movie kind of just like fades out and is like gives you some real knowledge about the rooms like he premiered in the one theater Tommy paid for it for two weeks to stay there and now it's midnight screenings and people love it because it's bad and ah. oh it, it, the movie ends with one of those like text coming out yeah yeah, yeah yeah it does yeah. some of that and then I'm not a big fan of that and then well then it actually ends with like side by side scenes from the room and the recreated mm-hmm. James Franco, they mm-hmm. shot the scenes again, and those are side by side. A few scenes like that, and and then it's and then it's over, over. Yeah, I think one of my favorite. I've you know, and I've only seen the trailer, and then I think they released that clip of him coming out. I I of didn't hear it. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah um, it's that, not true. Yeah, that that pro, uh, that that prosthetic oh, they did on uh, James Franco is like so good. Yeah, and then like what? the, the con- yeah, yeah, it's all prosthetic. Oh. I didn't like, know he had a prosthetic. Had, like on two him? hours of prosthetic. It's hard oh. to turn a man into a cave. How did you not I know thought, that? I thought you just <laughs> have you ever seen James Franco? I he was do- yeah, but I thought he was just acting his face. I don't know. <laughs> He's just like magically stretching out. His <laughs> you don't act a face, Robert. Regardless, when Jim Carrey played the mask, they didn't use any makeup. Jim Carrey. He just acted his face. Yeah. My acting is so good, I can change my Kill physiology. Me. Kill me uh, for saying the phrase "acting his face." But uh, <laughs> yeah, that press that, and then the contacts they put in. Yeah, the contacts are what really are like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those piercing blue eyes. But yeah, so that's Spooky. the movie. So, so now I want to kind of go into how that informs our opinion of the room or just more knowledge from behind the scenes um really you know what kind of person tommy really is and um and uh maybe just like the kind of fraught production (laughs) that ran way over time and you can't really talk about the room without talking about the lore behind it i mean yeah yeah i mean we all know ian kind of said it in his thing the movie's a fucking dumpster fire (laughs) like you know i mean it's just it's hard to defend that movie yeah yeah sorry I, i can't defend it as a I, I, I can't defend it in terms of like the the quality of, of production anything. Yeah. yeah, it's all bad, but it's trying. But yeah, what what do you think? Well, I'll take point because right. I I recently just saw a Disaster Artist uh-huh. and like I didn't. Yeah, yeah but you Riley, read the book. Riley's the only one here who hasn't seen it. But yeah. um, so in the sense that like. That, when I I went into the movie with an expectation that I would learn a lot more about the creative process of the movie and get a okay. little bit more of a three-dimensional glimpse of who this Tommy Wiseau character is as portrayed by James Franco because a lot of James Franco and Tommy Wiseau there's a lot of like parallels to them as as artists in the sense that like How's that? Well, in the sense that like they both worship James Dean Okay. In, in a sense, and like and like James Franco does a lot of sort of method acting in his own creative work, mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as Tommy Wiseau, where he's like he's very like method and very like I need to feel this and very raw and like. Um, but I felt like when I when I left the film, I I kind of just had like a, a shrug with of my shoulders, like eh, that's fine. <laughs> I don't feel like I learned anything about Tommy Wiseau that I didn't already know and about yeah. the room. And like it starts very like you know with like Adam Scott and a bunch of actors like talking about the film like hey, it's so like you know I want to know what that process is yeah, like yeah. and then it ends with like those title cards 
And then it's just like, it's, it's not a badly made film. I'm just, if you go in with the expectation thinking you're going to glean some sort of knowledge from it or get something new from it or learn something about Tommy Wiseau, you're not, you're, yeah, you're not okay. going to get, and that's a little disappointing. Um, the disaster artist specifically sure as like sure. as a film and and uh and i think a missed opportunity because hmm. it sounds like there were a lot of things in the book that were omitted from the the actual film that i saw uh that i might have liked to have seen and known mm-hmm. about and maybe yeah. even like maybe not necessarily paint tommy as a f- incredibly likable or like like paint him as the person that he was, which they do a little bit in the movie with yeah. like yeah. sexual assault. Scene right. Scene uh, that, and, uh, that and happens. Yeah. And, by all accounts, he was not easy to work with, Yeah, but it oh, sounds yeah. like they get into that a little bit. They do. Yeah. They, it's, it's kind of, they, they frame it as him just kind of being shitty after feeling betrayed by Greg. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. I guess that, you know, you have to put a narrative spin on it. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And their relationship is kind of like the whole. That's what yeah. moves the whole Speaking movie along. Of, I don't so. think we mentioned this, but Greg Sestero wrote the Disaster Artist, the book, right? oh, yeah. the yeah. book, yeah. Yeah. along with another journalist whose name is escaping me. At Tom Bissell. Tom Bissell. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's not confusing. Why? That just oh. sounds like Tommy was so. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually why Greg picked Tom Bissell because their names were. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually reason. just that's fake news. Yeah, it's yeah. just Tommy was so with like a fake mustache on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Tom Bissell. Oh, hi, Greg. <laughs> Tommy, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, those are my thoughts about disaster. Uh-huh. I just like I wanted to know more about the guy, and I guess they're like. I, even James Franco in interviews has said, like, I don't really know who this guy is. Like, Didn't get so, that deep into getting to know him. So yeah. it just comes across, and I think other critics have said this too, is like, it just kind of comes across <laughs> as like a caricature than more of like a really knowing, like, because it's a movie made with heart. Like, you really mm-hmm. do feel bad. Like, I feel bad for the guy when they're laughing at him yeah. at the end of the film. And like, yeah. I feel bad. Like, you feel, because you can see that he is somebody who's, even the scene with Judd Apatow's character, when he's just like, Judd Apatow's character's like laying into him in the restaurant. You can see yeah. like that he's like, he sincerely lacks self-awareness. And right. He's just trying to make it. Like, yeah. you can, yeah. and I think James Franco does a really nice job of, of humanizing that character. And he's even been quoted for, of saying that that's what his intention was with making yeah. the film. I just don't know if that's enough for me as an audience member to be like, mm, like, and maybe it's also my personal idea of like, I'm not like, I love the, like, well, I don't love the room. <laughs> I love, yeah. hate watching the room, but like, I, I also don't have this, this, this emotional connection to it. So it's like, I want to be able to understand why, like what's the, the yeah. but at the end of it, I'm just like, so what? Well, I mean, who I guess, <laughs> like, I guess, who fucking cares? Yeah. I guess the question is, does anybody know? Cause like, yeah, I guess not. Cause I, I mean, um, you know, for, for example, I listened to, um, there's this podcast. You might've heard of it. WTF with Mark Marin. Um, yeah. and, uh, I don't know, man, James Franco <laughs> did an episode to promote this movie and he was talking about Tommy was so was going to have a cameo. Does he, he show does up in the movie? He does. Yeah. Oh, he does. He? Yeah. What yeah. happens? Cause I heard like what James Franco it. said. He goes but. back to the mothership and he's there and he goes, <laughs> so what do you report on hey, earth? You, <laughs> you didn't see the movie, Riley. <laughs> Speculating. Uh, where, uh, when, does Tom, when does Tommy was? I don't show? remember. Oh, okay. I, don't remember. I, didn't, I didn't catch him either. Well, he, I, he supposedly plays this guy named Henry. That's what he's credited as. Okay. Yeah. Credits, but I, I, I didn't see Cause him. I think, I think uh, and they might have cut that scene. Maybe. Uh, may, well, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. Twitter, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, in the WTF episode, I think James Franco says like, yeah, we wanted to have Tommy just like be in the background somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just kind of, he's just kind of there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but no, Tommy was so was like, no, I want like a speaking role. Yeah. And he's oh, like, man. dude, that's not going to work. I look like you. Yeah. Yeah. And Tommy was so was like, I wear a wig or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think lacking self-awareness is kind of the, his, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what is it? Crucial. The name flaw of the or oh, yeah. Defining characteristic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Right. So I think uh, I've, I've heard, and I haven't seen the movie, I'm going to say that right now, but I have played the video game and I have read the book. The what? There's <laughs> a video game. I'll get into that later. No, he's um, it's he's amazing. You get to play as Tommy and you go on a rampage when he goes, chip, 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 and you like fight people. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what? There's, there's turn-based fighting elements to it. Oh my God. Gre- uh, Mark throws footballs. It's fantastic. Um, but no. Um, Choose your when, character. Okay, so on a less funny note though, um, his casting for the original Lisa is kind of the scummiest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, yeah you mentioned that before scene. we started recording. Yeah. What, what happened? Uh, what, so, the deal? Uh, when he cast, so the the girl who plays Lisa um, in this movie is the second person to play Lisa. When he cast the original actress, he got a whole bunch of actresses together, and he made out with each of them to see who has the best chemistry with him. Oh god! And then no, um, Tommy. Yeah, no, it's 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 not great. And then the it's, it's first method. That, yeah, yeah. And then the first Lisa Jesus left, Christ. and so they went over to the girl who played her as the emergency backup. And the thing is, is that she's a lot younger um, than she was nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Which uh, changes Yikes. the framing of the movie from <laughs> oh, this kind of like like scheming middle aged woman to like she's like a brat. Get me the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> so and, and I, I was I was I was tired. I was fact checking on my phone and I found more stuff. Uh, the entire direction that Tommy Wiseau gave her was watch eyes wide shut. I don't know what he was trying to do there. She said, Jesus. Christ. I mean, that's red flags. That's not, that's I mean, he's a, up, like, like, I guess the disaster artist framing was kind of this weird, charming, enigmatic eyes. You no, know, I made a movie for you, Mark, but my God, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> like, is. He's gonna gloss over. He sounds like a predator. Yeah, <laughs> like or you know, my an goodness. alien who doesn't know how to cast things, right. or a vampire, <laughs> or a vampire, <laughs> or an actual fucking predator, like like an actual vampire, <laughs> like, like fucking predator. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's. I mean, there's there's a lot of kind of darker sides to Tommy Wiseau that his his naivety like lets him kind of like almost Lenny from Mice and Men do horrible things by accident, maybe. <laughs> Um, that's generous. That's yeah. generous. I'm, I'm going to be as generous as I can to him. Um, but uh, I'm, I imagine they don't touch on that in the movie at all. They don't. No. Yeah. Would have gotten no. brought up. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they also kind of needed Tommy Wiseau's approval for the disaster artist, or James Franco was big on getting his approval, so he probably yeah. didn't want to make him too upset with showing how yeah. terrible yeah. person he actually was. Um, which makes sense. The video game is yeah. great, though. I recommend anyone go on so Newgrounds. Look up I knew the it. Room. It's like a Flash Grounds. game. It is amazing. Oh, okay. It is. It is a. It is a complete retelling of the movie. You play as Tommy. You play Tuxedo Football, which oh is amazing. Uh, and at the very end, uh, if you collect all of the spoons, uh, you get to have an ending where uh, after he shoots himself, this energy being goes into space, and it goes to a spaceship full of these energy Tommy Wiseaus, and they're like. So, how is the Earth, huh? Oh, it's good. We're finished. I have been betrayed by human. Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, well, if we can find Christ. it, we'll put a we'll put a, a link in the notes it of is, the episode. It's great, because Greg Sestero loves it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he okay. took the creator of that game to the premiere of The Disaster Artist. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which the guy who animated the game was, like, I, I listened to a podcast by him, and he was really pissed off. And he's like, yeah, I fucking got pushed to the sideline. I did the animating yeah all, the, the, all the heavy lifting <laughs> yeah yeah oh gosh um oh. all right so i feel like from here a good place to go is um we we should we should all completely unmask um and we can uh give you give your thoughts about the disaster artist we've heard some thoughts already some thoughts about the room if we haven't already said how you really feel maybe yeah. somebody here really loves the room sure for real reasons um and um and then also what's your what's your favorite moment in the room favorite favorite scene yeah. <laughs> there's so many Gosh. yeah there's yeah. so many scenes in this movie it's just a lot of scenes <laughs> there's After, just just a lot of them no enough that you about can an say hour and a half's worth constitute a movie um but yeah so ian i feel like uh you're the haven't really given thoughts on like disasters you can go first if you want i actually didn't like it that much yeah. Yeah. So I think Brian, you really cut to the heart of my argument. Sorry, that, like, man. Well, oh, it's I all mean, good. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> I, well, well. Still, I mean, I think it says something that our thoughts are exactly the same. Like my reaction was the exact same as yours. Like shrug, eh, it was fine. Um, I think that 
you know, I'm a massive Room fan. I've seen the movie over a hundred times. Um, I follow Jesus the lore. Christ. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, wow. I I lost count around '86, but I think at this point it's uh, beat me. It's been uh, it's been about 106. So like I discovered wow. this movie so. right when I graduated from high school. I was. Um, uh, perusing the like listings for this like local theater in Portland, and then I see, of course, like that weird poster, like what the what the fuck is this? And then I watch the trailer, and I'm like, I'm sold. So I watch this movie, and it just becomes this religion for me. And so, um, the movie didn't really do much to deepen my appreciation for the room at all. Yeah, um, it's pretty much I pretty much just regarded it as like it's it's a movie that shows like how much James Franco loves the room, like mm-hmm. enough obviously to like put himself in this like obviously like grueling prosthetics and hmm. do this like great uncanny impression of him. But it really didn't do anything to deepen my appreciation of the movie. I think that if you want that, you need to read the book. Okay. Um, if you watch the room, you're fascinated by it. You want to know more about the production behind it. Go read the book because the book is full of a very, um, it's a very honest account of the creative process behind the movie, and it's a very uncompromising look at the kind of psychology of the guy who made it and the circumstances surrounding its making. And like you know, Brian and Riley, you were both referring to the monstrous behavior that Tommy Wiseau kind of exhibited on set, and it, it does this great job of kind of like balancing this portrayal of him as like this very sympathetic figure who is misunderstood and has kind of been trampled on, you know, due to his lack of self-awareness and, you know, whatnot, but also not being, or also being very honest about the fact that his behavior on set was completely monstrous and he was like completely dominated by his ego. Mm -hmm. And the book balances that portrayal really well, whereas the movie is this very like, oh, look how great it is that this guy who nobody thought could do it did it, and he mm-hmm. made this movie, and everybody loves it, which like, it, which is, like, a great part of the lore. It's, like, they're... Like, one of the most enticing things about the lore behind the movie is, like, the story of this guy who nobody believed in, but, you know, turned out to, you know, make this movie that people loved, like, not due to any of the reasons that he wanted people to love it, but, like, it still was a success in a very roundabout way, but um, the movie kind of frames it as, like, this, this, like, inspiring story when in reality it, like, is, but also isn't. So Mm -hmm. I say that, like, watch The Room, read the book, and, like, watch the Disaster Artist movie as kind of, like, this, you know, fun, fluffy little distraction, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. But I love the room. The room is great. <laughs> um, Brian O'Reilly, whoever. Go for it, Riley. I have a really complex relationship with this movie. Yeah. Um, when I first watched it, um, I I like I am a connoisseur of really bad movies. And I was really, really really sick and feverish one day. And I was, oh my God. This is going to be, yeah, now it's going to be one of those stories. I was really sick and I was, an, I think I was a freshman in college and I was laying down and I was like, right, I'm going to watch one of my bad movies and I, I play the room and it was transcendental. Yeah. Like um, when you are like delirious, <laughs> the movie gets a little too real in how unreal it is. And it's like, you get stuck in this uncanny Valley. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. a personal story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've been, I've been transfixed with just learning as much about this as I can ever since. So for like the last seven years or so, I've just been like researching bits of it and being like finding out stuff and playing the video game. And <laughs> fantastic. Um, I, I, feel like I, I'm struggling to um, try and break into being a, uh, a a voice actor or an actor in general mm-hmm. and following the story of the production of this has hit really close to home I really really heavily sympathize with, uh, with Greg Sestero and even Tommy Wiseau to some extent because if I didn't have a filter on my head a lot of my ideas that I have would probably end up like that and sure. you just you, you kind of it lays bare everything that you don't want to admit about yourself and i think that's why i'm gonna analyze james franco here i think that's why james franco really really digs it is that i feel like james franco saw this and he was like oh my god that's what i could have been 
And so that's why he's struck up this weird friendship with Tommy Wiseau. Um, but on the subject of what my favorite quote in the room is, it's, it is the same as Greg's favorite quote, which is what he hated saying, which is keep your stupid comments in your pocket. Keep your stupid comments <laughs> in your pocket. Wait, yeah. Before I move on, though, one more thing. They had to edit every single line in the room. In the original draft, everyone talked like Tommy Wiseau. Oh, my God. No. And, yes. Yeah. And Greg goes and he does readings where he reads the original script when The Room was a play, which, by the way, The Room was originally a play, which yeah. is why it takes place in one room. Um, and he, he, like, I've, I've never heard it, but Greg will just read the original draft and everyone talks like Tommy. And oh, it's the God. worst thing. And you, they had to edit everything. And Tommy <laughs> was like, no, you can't butcher my work. You know, do you think? Um, he wrote it in the script like phonetically. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it's 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 the 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 Tommy was so impression is not just an accent; it's also a weird kind of cadence and line delivery. Yeah, that's true. Specific <laughs> word choice. It's, yeah, it's not. It would be one thing if he just had that accent, but it's like the way he just talks and yeah. like yeah. <laughs> it's, keep your stupid comments in your pocket. Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> My favorite quote or my favorite scene? Either, do both, either, do both. whatever you got. Um, wow, I mean, every every line in this movie is gold. Um, <laughs> that, that is that is very that is very very hard for me to sort through. Um, why don't we go with Brian and you can come back to me? Okay. I got I got a lot. To say. Yeah, Brian, okay. you haven't you haven't given us your uh, chip 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 chip. Um, <laughs> so I guess my I'll start with my. Uh, analysis a little bit where oh, fuck man <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's a good analysis, analysis. that's yeah. it uh, yeah. this movie's a goddamn anomaly you know it's like yeah. <laughs> or it's like like it's objectively a very bad film it's a very bad film yeah. in the sense that it's like it's poorly made the acting is hack it's mm-hmm. the yeah. plot doesn't make sense it's, those are all the i'm gonna say all the obvious things but i think it's an important film in the sense that it has permeated the culture so much like right. it's a cult film and tommy was has kind of been put on this pedestal as sort of this weird freak genius in a way <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think that's that's actually like admirable. Like I, I think that kind of goes back to what Riley was saying is like why James Franco was fascinated with somebody like Tommy Wiseau is because he's unapologetically himself, mm-hmm. bad and good, like mm-hmm. bad traits and, 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 and good traits about him. Well, yeah. whatever good traits those are. I yeah. think the good traits would be is that he's a man of his conviction. That yeah, he does and- what he wants to do. And he, you know, and, and <clears throat> that's admirable in the sense that it gives people who are, I guess struggling artists or people, you know, it gives that a sort of like, well, if this guy can do it, mm-hmm. then fuck, I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I think that's admirable. Yeah, if you have a mysterious bankroll, and like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's wish yeah. fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's the and I think in the disaster artist, I think James Frank it goes back to this idea of humanism is like that he portrays him very like you see him going on all those auditions, you see him like like failing and and yeah. and struggling with that and that's and that's a very I feel like universal trait mm-hmm. you know for a struggling artist and for anybody it's just like feeling like the outsider like no one gives a fuck right. about me and yeah, that, right. and I could relate to that as mm-hmm. well like you know I think most people can in some regard but at the end of the day like with the disaster artist like I I still I just want to know what the what yeah. makes him tick? Yeah. You know, like, well, who yeah. are you? And like, <laughs> read, read, read the book. It doesn't I, I think quite, I might. I might it doesn't, the, the, the book is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't quite answer yeah. that question, but it comes yeah. like closer. Close closer. enough that you feel satisfied. And, and maybe the point of it is that I don't think anybody there is knows. no answer to yeah. the question. Maybe that's kind of the whole like I whatever. Think the, mis- the mystique is part of the appeal. The mystique, of the movie. yeah. And it's like if you ruin yeah. it, it's like you know finding out the secret ingredient to a Krabby Patty or Coca Cola. Sure, right. yeah. sure. There's <laughs> um, a scene where Greg comes home and Tommy's hanging upside down by his knees from a chin up bar, and he's like, "Oh man, you give me cold," and so I'm hanging upside down. And he came home and he's like, "Oh my god, I might be living with a vampire." <laughs> Jesus, literally. That actually yeah. isn't in the movie. That isn't in the movie. Yeah. No, they don't. That's the best no. scene in the book. No, the the, the chin ups are not part of the movie at all. He, they there's should, a there's shot one of him. There's one shot doing a chin up. Uh, there's a shot oh, of him okay. doing okay. pull ups. Wait, what's the deal um, with Tommy with so pull ups? Okay, he just likes working mm-hmm. out. He, yeah, he he would he 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 works out at like three a.m. and would keep Greg up all night doing chin ups. <laughs> um, he didn't have us in the movie, but he would also like practice his English by like playing these 
like very dated tapes and like reciting it over and over again. Oh, weird. There was a lot that it, there's a lot of great shit in the book that didn't make it into the movie. Dang. Huh. But uh, in terms of my favorite quote, I figured it out. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, it does not involve Tommy at all. It's actually in a, the scene, the, the wonderful scene between Denny and Chris R. Um, His name Chris R. Chris R. Yeah. Um, it's uh, where's my money, Denny? Yeah, it's coming. It'll be here in a few minutes. In a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Like, yes, I have a money delivery man coming right here to deliver the money that I owe you. Thank you for, by the way, thank you for loaning me, like, the coke or heroin on credit, like all drug dealers do. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's my like favorite. line you could only catch after watching the movie 100 times. Yeah, yeah. 106. Or I have my favorite yeah. scene line. Song is, uh, it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's one of the go-tos, but it's excellent. When he goes to buy the fucking flowers, man. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Which way he goes? That, that entire that whole like the way he parks his car outside, <laughs> <laughs> the way he walks in. Well, hi, Johnny, like, I didn't know like you're you. my favorite customer. <laughs> How he like Thank tries oh. to take his sunglasses off once and then he yeah. like, misses and then he does it again. <laughs> and the goddamn dog, the goddamn dog. Like it's yeah. that scene oh, is hi, a doggy. fucking renaissance painting <laughs> of a bad movie. It's, it's a Amazing! It's so, so, so good. Keep the change. Keep the change, doggy. He did not realize the dog was alive. In the book, he says, he says, like, so is the dog real? She's like, oh yeah, it's okay, touch the dog. No, like, is the dog real? It's like, yes, it's a living dog. That is real. That is a true story. Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't see you come in. I I will, I will. I will definitely have to read it. Uh, Robert, what do you think about yeah. The room, disaster artist. Um, disaster artist. I'm with you guys. It was, it was fine. Um, I, I think that everyone who's uh, and Oscar nominations are almost upon us. Um, <laughs> everyone who's talking it up up for nominations. I mean, it, I've heard. I've heard that it, 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 James Franco does a good job of like kind of just sinking himself into a cartoon character, or alien of a role. You know, it's just yeah. Like a, it's it's a. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, he plays somebody very different from himself. So he definitely disappears under the makeup. Yeah, yeah. There were times where I like blinked, had to rub my eyes. I was like, "Shit, did they have Tommy like stand in in this scene for him mm-hmm. or something?" But like, no, not at all. I would also say like another positive about that movie is not just James Franco's performance and stuff, but all the cameos by all of the like the, all the people, a lot like, of big they name got. comedians. Yeah, oh, like yeah. Bob Odenkirk, yeah, Hannibal yeah. Burris, Jason Manzukas, Joe Mandy. Like they got yeah, like great. a really good group of like people. Josh Hutcherson, per- Neil, uh, Nathan Fielder. Denny. Yeah, and his, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's a oh good gosh. group of people to like honor that source material. Yeah, I feel like. So. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think it was I think it was good. It's on the. It's yeah. not like bad. It's well it's made. Not groundbreaking. Yeah, James Franco was trying to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's like this crazy. Oh my god, best movie of the year, uh, twenty seventeen or anything. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, the room though, fucking stupid. And so, so <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Ian, tell, tell me about your because so yeah, we, so, we were talking about this. So I've known Ian since freshman year of college, which must have been eight years not ago. That long. After you watched the room, yeah, the it time. was it was very shortly after I and watched the room. Like that was like I remember that was your shit back. Like it's still your shit apparently. Yeah, it's um, I, I I still like it. It's like yeah, I re- yeah. I remember you talking about it with people at college though, and yeah, just being like I have no idea what they're talking about, and people just describing it to me as like oh it's this bad movie, and I was like oh okay, and I remember making a joke to you at one point that I was like I'm pro- I'm just never gonna watch it because whatever like i don't care and because of how bad it was and i mean as i learned more about you know what why i like movies and what i like about movies um like i i'm of the opinion that like i i I hate people celebrating like movies that were just made badly like (laughs) i don't get it and i would disagree with that completely no i i I don't know i don't get it and i think it's a waste of our time and that's just my thing (laughs) like i think it's i think it's dumb that everyone is like the room is so bad it's good like i no no like sense yoda no, no sense yeah, yeah. Yoda, <laughs> yoda said that so We're not doing it's, it's in a new star wars movie it's cool. um, um but, but yeah uh, so so and i watched it for the first time last week getting ready for this ever and yeah first time and probably maybe the last of, time eight um, years of me trying to convince him and he yeah. held out that long yeah <laughs> robert's um, a champ and so like damn and I, I was watching it and i was like all right 
Let's see what the fuss is all about, everybody. And so and most of the quintessential, it's, I did not hit her, it's bullshit, the whole high, whole high doggy. Yeah. Like all these scenes, <laughs> all these scenes that How's everyone sex life? goes to the quotes. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. definitely have breast cancer. I did, yeah. <laughs> so like I knew where the, I knew those were coming. Really, like the only thing I didn't, hadn't seen was all the goddamn sex scenes. Mm. And so oh, like, <laughs> um, like I you like. You can call it that. I wanted to, <laughs> yeah, all the butt scenes. Um, that sell the movie, huh? Yeah. So yeah, and so yeah, I don't know. I, like, I don't feel compelled to watch it again, ever. Um, like, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's. I guess it's nice to have. It's a thing that I know I've seen now. But beyond that, that's that. Like, it's, right? It's bad. Check. And yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's an emotionless like check off of a list that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But how, how nihilistic of you. <laughs> uh, my, I mean, so my favorite thing in the movie, I guess, um, the the, I guess the most like iconic thing in the movie to me, the picturesque thing was them playing football in the tuxes and there's a yeah. shot and there's a shot of yeah, when yeah. peter falls it's the, the that ground level shot where it's just like oh uh, a, a choice that you don't maybe see from a director all the time uh, just like this this whole scene that like maybe you see and it's just a wide and it's just dudes throwing the ball back and forth and that's the whole scene. No cuts, no editing or anything. But instead like Tommy did make a choice to like have something visually different to break it up. <laughs> you want to so that was cool. Experimental, like, huh? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I that's think. What that's what think. I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't really I can't really speak to the disaster artist. I think I'll probably see it once it's out of theaters. Sure. Uh, I'm sure it's going to end up somewhere. It'll go somewhere. Yeah. On, on um and then the room, my introduction to Tommy was so was through the show Tim and Eric. Because uh, he he shows up for an episode. Oh, is he Tim- in that? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> of course he is. There's one episode where <laughs> that he's in. Character. Yeah, Damn I know. And, and 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 I think sweet power. I I don't know if I really like. I mean, yeah, we've all said the. I think maybe I, I already said it, but like, uh, oh, by the way, how's your sex life? Yeah, is one yeah. of my because it's just out of nowhere 180 you know? this conversation yeah. yeah uh like exactly like how an alien would would write a script but um yeah he shows up in in Tim and Eric and I think that's maybe my favorite thing about the room is that it was the source material for that kind of like I don't even know you know uh you said that post-ironic. Post-ironic. Me, I, I, that's a, that's a term I made up, and it's stupid. But like you know the the whole I don't know, thing. I kind of liked it. Where where like <laughs> bizarro. Yeah. What yeah. what like what level are we even on? It's is like, it just funny, or is it funny because <laughs> it's not funny, or is it even funnier <laughs> well, it's because like, it's not funny that it's funny? Like, <laughs> it's like this blend of real life cringe with uh-huh. the absurd bizarro. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. How many layers of irony are you operating on, Mark? Like two yeah, or three. Exactly. You are like little baby. Watch this. I did not hit her. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think certainly like without without a lot of things that I enjoy probably would not have happened if it weren't for this film. So okay, I guess like you were saying, it's it yeah, is it culturally, permeates the culture. Yeah, yeah it, impactful yeah. in some yeah. way. I don't know. <laughs> What else to say about it? Yeah, I mean, Ian it, watched it a hundred times. That's over a hundred times, times. So it had some sort of so impact. much. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just like this. This this movie is just such a unique experience that you really can't find anywhere else. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. is a like unflinchingly yeah. like like I said before, naked look into the bizarre, warped worldview of one man, and it's like. It like like you said, Brian. It's it's an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It it's is something truly you, one of a kind. It is something that cannot be replicated and probably will never happen again. And yeah. probably shouldn't. Let's be honest. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> I yeah, agree. Probably shouldn't. It shouldn't happen again. Hey, hey, take us home, Robert. Yeah. Um. So yeah, on a, we're gonna wrap it up, guys. Um. How's it feel to be done with our first double header? 
It's good, okay. Bad. A little bit in between. Um, I'm all out of room quotes to yeah. <laughs> throw at you. All right. Um, so, yeah, I want to thank you all for being here, Brian and Ian and Riley, um, and talking the room disaster artist with us. Um, and thank you for listening at home, listener. Um, and if uh, you want to send us your thoughts about the room or the disaster artist, uh, feel free to email us at 24flamespod at gmail.com. And uh, you can subscribe and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and all those good places where you get your podcast from. Um, and please do. The more people that or the more reviews and things we have, the more likely it is people will find us. Um, and yeah, you can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at 24 Flames Pod. And you can find us on Facebook at 24 Flames per second, everybody. And uh, so I, until next week, we will, uh, that, that will be that. So for now, we'll say, oh, bye, listener. <laughs> did Tony, did oh, bye, Tony was so right that, right that outro for I'm you? Stuttering through it, yeah. Terry! Bye, Lisa! <laughs> Why? Um, bye. Yeah, bye, bye. everybody. Bye! Bye, bye listeners. Yeah.